It's the Southside's own Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Welcome in. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is the telephone number. Hit me up on Twitter, twitter.com, tweetjhood. On Facebook, facebook.com. Look for the podcast page for Jonathan Hood. You'll find me there. Like that page. And we're connected. We broadcast live. From our first Midwest Bank Studios. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, M's in my bank account. Yeah, in my bank account. First Midwest Bank. Bank with momentum. ESPN and the ACC bring you the ACC Network coming in 11 days, where the conference's 15 championship winning programs will call home. Irish fans get ACC Network with DirecTV, Hulu, PlayStation View, as well as YouTube TV, get ACCN.com. It's ACCN.com to see if your provider will carry ACCN. If you do not see that listed, contact them today and demand it. Especially for you Irish fans, you're in the ACC, make sure that you get ACCN. 11 days, and it'll take place. Glad that you're with me here in our 8 o'clock hour on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. We'll have Tales from the Hood, Stories of Sports, Entertainment, everything else at the bottom of the hour. Also, we will get a chance to talk more about the Cubs. We heard from Jesse Rogers in our last half hour. The Cubs in a very interesting road trip as they take on Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. And a lot of questions about Joe Madden as well. But right now, it's our 8 o'clock hour. And every night, 8 o'clock, you know what we do. We provide you the football information you need. College, pro, fantasy, you never know what it's going to be. Tonight and every night, 8 o'clock, it is, my friends, the summer of football. The summer of football. We just having fun and we working, baby. With Jonathan Hood. Come on, baby, let's get it. Let's go now. You fired the first shot. Let's go, man. Five starts. We deep in their own territory. And it's picked off at the 25 yard line. Eddie Jackson. And he'll go in for the touchdown. We just having fun and we working, baby. Pressure now on Mahomes. 
in trouble. Now gets it away. Are you kidding me? Barkley up the middle, cuts to the outside. Saquon Barkley across midfield. Standard bounds. And Barkley takes it all away. Summer of football. Lawrence flips it open. Justin Ross off and running. And Clemson strengthens its grip on this championship game. Williams in the game for the first time this year for Notre Dame. Takes the hand up. Summer of football. You got it. Work right here on ESPN 1000. I think we ain't there yet. And the ESPN app. It is the summer of football. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. If you love football, we've been doing this since the spring. Every night we give you something football because we knew this time would come. That is, we get closer and closer to football season. They would give you something to get you ready for the season. That's why we do summer football every night at 8 o'clock right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN app. Tonight, we will focus on the Bears because it is a Bears Monday. Unofficially, it is a Bears Monday. I mean, if Leon Rogers from WGCI says it's a Bears Monday. It's Bears, an NFL Monday with Jonathan Hood, my man's in them, uh, on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Yeah, so, Lit. Yeah, yeah thank you. Uh, if it, Didn't mean to step on your lid if you're proud of the expression. I, uh, if he says it's a Bears Monday, it's still Bears Monday. I know Eric, it doesn't feel like Bears Monday to you. It's like, ah, you know, it's preseason. I saw some of this on Facebook as well, that people have no use for the preseason. But it gets you at least ready, right? If nothing else. I mean, even just, if you don't want to watch the game, just get excited for, like, the pregame warm-ups and watching them run out. All that's the same. That gets me juiced up <laughs> just as much as I'm ready for football. And I, I mean, it just gets you ready. Again, college football, pro football, uh, we are, what, maybe another weekend away from having football, like every single weekend, college or pro. And I'm geared up for it. I don't know about you, but I am uh, right here on ESPN 1000. Let's talk about running backs just for a second. Because as much as you and I know that the Bears defense is the hallmark of the team, look how many Hall of Famers, look how many stories you can think about of the Bears, you will think about the Bears defense first. doesn't matter if you saw the 85 Bears or not. You are familiar with the stories. You're familiar with what you saw in NFL films. If you don't, if you don't know anything about that, then you know the recent, the recent vintage when the Bears went to the playoffs and got to the Super Bowl. It was the defense that carried that team in 06 to be able to get to the Super Bowl to take on the Indianapolis Colts, right? So here again, the Bears once again stockpiling a quality players defensively, and so that seems to be taken care of. I don't have any issues about the Bears' defense. But let's talk about running backs on the offensive side, because once again, another offseason, another season where we talk about what the Bears could be offensively instead of what they are, what they could be. So let's talk about running backs. In Dallas, there are question marks about what the Cowboys are going to do with Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott is in Cabo right now, and he's working out with his people down in Cabo. He's away from the Dallas Cowboys, and it's a big national storyline. I've talked about it to death uh, with Freddie Coleman and some of these other shows on the weekend, right? But I'm bringing this up to bring a connection to the Bears, and here's where I'm going with this. Ezekiel Elliott wants to get paid, even though he's got two more years left in his contract. He wants to get paid what Todd Gurley was paid. Todd Gurley is the highest paid running back in the NFL. And I saw Todd Gurley as a Georgia fan. I think I saw his best football. And he's the top running back in the NFL now, but I don't think he'll be even close to what I saw when he was in college because he was excellent in college. But here's the point. And as I look up at the screen uh, on CBS, they're playing a Georgia game. They must know I was working tonight. 
But nonetheless, um, when I look at running backs today, running backs are not as valued as they were even five years ago or 10 years ago. Because you want to be able to have a running back that's multifaceted. Someone that can not only get it done between the tackles, but also someone can be able to be a hybrid receiver, hybrid running back receiver. You want that guy to be able to do multiple things. So it's kind of like the tight end. You, you want the tight end to block if you can, but you also want to be able to catch the football in the flat to be an extra receiver for, for a team. So when I think about the Bears parting with Jordan Howard, I said in the offseason, I have no problem with that. As long as you could find better production between Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery. It's just one preseason game, but the reason why you watch preseason is because you want to be able to be optimistic about something as the season gets closer and closer. I thought what I saw from David Montgomery was positive for the Bears because you need to have some thunder and lightning. You should still have two running backs that you can rely on on a roster, even though from the Cowboys' standpoint, they're saying, oh, we'll pay Zeke later. We've got to take care of Dak Prescott. We've got to take care of Amari Cooper. Ah, Zeke can push, the, you push Zeke to the side. Not as important. That's what the Cowboys want you to think. Well, here with the Bears, when the Bears decide to go away from Jordan Howard and go with Tariq Cohen, who was a gadget back at best, and David Montgomery, I said, well, I got a problem with it as long as the Bears are giving some production from that, that Trubisky's comfortable with those two. And I thought Montgomery, for the limited time he was out there, was terrific against the Carolina Panthers. Some thoughts now about Montgomery. Um, I thought that uh, he played well. So did Matt Nagy. It was good. It was okay. You guys were, like, blowing up like it was some great run. It was just average. It was, it was good. <laughs> I think we you liked Souls blocking that. Huh? We were talking about Souls blocking that play. Yeah, he thumped them a little bit. Yeah, that was we, we, were, we were liking that, but... Um, man, I pumped him up a little bit the other night, and I got pumped brakes on him a little bit. It was an average run. We don't have turds on this team. Okay, so, yeah, so he said, it was, it was, hey, he got in the end zone. Average run, above average run, it was nice, right? Jared Payton was on Under the Hood talking about Montgomery and talking about the how what Montgomery brings to this Bears team. For me, it was even before I even saw him in a Bears uniform. I mean, in an Iowa State uniform, I just, you can turn on his tape and just see, you know, how he plays, he he's, he's got a, he's got a different edge to him, man. He's he's just different. He he loves contact. He has got great feet, and I think his footwork jumped out the most to me. So last night on that touchdown, to be able to you know get that ball downhill, the jump stop, and then to be able to kind of get it all the way outside. Um, if you watch his videos of his working out in the off season, leading up into this uh, preseason, man, you can see his footwork is. Is amazing. So when he does get hit in contact, he's able to keep his balance, and that's what jumped out to me. Everybody wants to look at the, the jump cut, but if you see at the end of the run when he gets into the end zone and his body's in a weird formation when he crosses the end zone, but he stands straight up. His balance is unbelievable, man. And so uh, I think we got to see a little bit of everything that he has in his bag, and uh, a little bit last night some taste of all that, but also too um, during camp. Finishing runs, man. He finishes runs, and that's what happens. I, I always listen to people who, like, my dad would tell me all the time of how he was so successful. Was he, Yeah, he ran hard, but he, he brought it to the defenders every single game. And, and every time you do that, every play, guys ease up a little bit, and that's when you get them. So to have that dog mentality, 
like Montgomery has. I look forward to seeing how Matt Nagy is really going to be able to use him in his offensive scheme. Summer of football with Jonathan Hood on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN apps. You heard from uh, Jared Payton from WGN Channel 9 and CLTV talking about uh, David Montgomery. So as I made the parallel of the Cowboys not giving all the money to Ezekiel Elliott saying, uh, you know what, we have a number of other uh, running backs we can go to. You can have a college of different below average uh, running backs and still be able to have a good offense. Well, same thing here with the Bears. The Bears parted with Howard, they got Montgomery, and they're still going to run the football. Even in this vertical league that we are in, in the NFL, you still want to get the ball down the field. But if Montgomery can help Trubisky out, instead of Trubisky looking at Robinson and say, oh, he's covered. I'm going to run for my life now. Now you have someone in Montgomery that can help. And that's good. The more weapons, the better for Trubisky, right? The more, the better. Uh, not only did Jared Payton love it. Of course, Jared loves any, run, any running back or any fullback. Finesse apparently skipped a generation in the Payton family. As Walter, as I told Jared, I said, you know, your dad, because he loves stories about his dad, because... He's a young guy, didn't see him like in the late 70s, early 80s, as I did as a kid, and how Walter did so many different things, right? I said, your dad has so much finesse. I said, well, how come when you played, you want to run over everybody? I said, you were a fullback. <laughs> it was like you weren't a running back. You wanted to run, a, you wanted to run over everybody. because Hood, that's just how I was, Hood. I'm swole. He couldn't help himself, right? Um, not only did Nagy like Montgomery, that Jared Payton likes Montgomery. You know who else loves Montgomery? A guy that just sits in a dark room and watches film. Brian Baldinger from the NFL Network. He loves David Montgomery. I mean, loves it. Sometimes you just watch kids and you just know. You know what kind of person they are. David Montgomery out of Cincinnati. Not highly recruited. Probably going to go with Matt Campbell to Toledo until he went to Iowa State. And where did Montgomery go? Become a cyclone. There's just some guys you just know. You just know we're going to be NFL players. I don't care if they run 4-6-2 at the combine. They're football players. They just know how to gain yards. They just know what to do with the ball in their hands. They know how to shake a little bit. They know how to stay on their feet. They got contact balance. This kid has all of that. He's got a feel right here, a little option route right now. You just sit down and wait for Chase Daniel right here just to give you this little egg toss. Watch the balance, the ability to stay on his feet, to make it difficult to get him down to the ground. He's not going down easy. He never did. Watch this move in the middle of the line. I don't want to make any comparisons to anybody, but he's going to be a good bear. He's going to be good between the tackles. He's going to give you that. Whoop! He's got it. Stay off the ground. Let the kid keep running. And then some guys know how to just come to a good two-foot jump stop. Like a Jake break. Bam! Every gap is covered here. Penetration. Oh, Panther meat. Yeah. Inside every gap. What's Montgomery going to do at this point? Yes, baby. Yep. Pater. Yep. First NFL touchdown. Oh. First game. Going to be special. Mm. You know why? Because the kid is special. Mm. He's wired the right way. Yes. Take his picture now. Yes. You're going to take a lot of them in Chicago. Promise you. Oh. 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 
Panther meat. <laughs> Panther meat. Bam! <laughs> He's going to give you that. Oh. <laughs> His videos are so great. Panther meat. <laughs> Baldinger. Uh, again, alone in a dark room, uh, watching Montgomery film. Uh, he enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. Penetration. Panther meat. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> He's really into it. Big time penetration, a lot of panther meat. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 in the ESPN app. So, you know, on the weekends, here on ESPN 1000, I do a show with Jeff Dickerson. Did you even know that? Listen, no one tells you, so let me be the first to tell you. I understand that, right? <clears throat> the, biggest, uh, the biggest secret in the station is that J- Jeff and I do a show on uh, weekends, Saturdays and Sundays, and, and we discuss Panther meat right here on ESPN 1000, Saturdays and Sundays at 3 o'clock. And so... J- Jeff wanted to talk about the Bears. I said, you know what, Jeff? We should talk about the Bears because the Bears get through with their loss against the Carolina Panthers. We talked about some of the storylines around the Chicago Bears. Let's go back in time and hear that conversation. Jeff and I just breaking down the Bears right here on ESPN 1000 on yesterday's show. I want to ask you about about the Bears regarding Mitch Trubisky because – more so than anything else, I think the focus should be on whether or not he is going to be better than he was last year. It wasn't horrible, but I'm wondering whether or not Trubisky can be part of the Tier 2 group of right. quarterbacks instead of the Tier 3 where we see him right now. That's the great unknown with him. And I think you said it right. He wasn't bad last year. No. He had a good year. I mean, statistically speaking, he had a good touchdown-to-interception ratio. He had a good passer rating. He runs the ball well. He protected the football for the most part. He played pretty well. Now, he was helped out because he's got a really good head coach in Matt Nagy who calls great plays. It's a good system. they got some talent now on offense. The, you know, the defense put him in great spots to win games last year. The Bears did not win 12 games because of their offense. They won it because of their defense. But still, Trubisky had a respectable second year in the NFL. But the real conundrum is how much room is there left for him to grow? He thinks he's just scratching the surface of his potential. Perhaps. But I'm not walking away from training camp. And the Bears, again, just broke camp here on Sunday uh, in, in Bourbon A, where they practice when they're away from their facility. I don't walk away from training camp overwhelmed by what I saw from Trubisky. Now, Jonathan, keep in mind, it's training camp practice. Okay, you, you can't. You have to put it through the right prism here. It's camp. They're playing a great defense. They're trying out new things. But I never felt watching him in practice that I was watching an upper echelon quarterback. He had some good days, you know, some bad days, but nothing really memorable. So I don't. I don't know where where the ceiling is. That that's the question. It's like we talk about floors and ceilings. He's not a bust. He's a good player. He'll get a little better, but how much better? Will he get in that top 15 quarterback grouping? Because right now, just based on what we've seen, and we saw, we've saw we seen this summer, I wouldn't put him in the top 15. And if he only gets a little bit better and doesn't regress, the Bears, Jonathan, are still going to win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, do you, can you win a Super Bowl with a quarterback that's just, I hate to use the word marginal, 
because the numbers suggest otherwise. But if you actually watch him play, again, it's it's good, not great. Can he get to great? That's what I think people are struggling with. Well, to answer your question, you asked an open-ended question on can you get it by with a marginal quarterback? Yes, we have seen this before. We've seen this many times where a defense is able to carry the load to be able to get a team to the top. However, in an offensive league where we are here in 2019, Jeff, you need to be able to have someone that can get down the field. Everyone wants to be able to have their own Drew Brees, their own Patrick Mahomes, their own um, Phillip Rivers that can be able to get it done vertically by being able to attach to all your weapons. And I thought that Trubisky at times last year was a guy that if one of the receivers was covered like an Allen Robinson, he would just panic and run. And he's not Lamar Jackson. Yes, Trubisky can run, but if you are not looking at your second option or third option and be able to spread the wealth and your first inclination is to run, that's not good offense. And I thought that Nagy did a lot of of uh, kind of razzle-dazzle, uh, bringing defensive and offensive linemen out to be able to help score, you know, the old fridge plays. I think that was to alleviate the pressure off of Trubisky. And, and uh, that's the kicker thing, I think, will figure itself out. But offensively, if you're not better, that might make the Bears take a little bit of a step back this upcoming season. I mean, there's no excuse for them not to be better offensively. They weren't great offensively last year. You've mm-hmm. got the second year in this system. Now, again, Trubisky... Played one year as a full-time starter at North Carolina. Played in God knows what that offense was under John Fox and Dow Loggins in 2017 as a rookie. Right. Was in this scheme uh, system for the first time last year. Now you've got some carryover effect. He's in a good system. He's got a good play caller. They've got weapons in Chicago. Allen Robinson's healthy this year. Taylor Gabriel. Anthony Miller's got a sprained ankle. He's going to miss some time, but he's a, he's a promising player. They got Tariq Cohn. They drafted David Montgomery. Uh, you know, Trey Burton's been disappointing. He's working his way back from sports hernia surgery. Um, you know, he's no Travis Kelsey, but the tight end, that U tight end, plays a huge role in this Andy Reid style of offense. And Trey Burton did have okay numbers last year, so he's not like a bad player, but I mean he's not he's not great. But you've got you got weapons. You you got people that can that can catch the football and run the football. So where does that leave Trubisky? It is. It's the great question. You know, there's just I don't have a strong feel because it, it's underwhelming. He he handed the ball off three times in the first preseason game, and you might not see him again, Jonathan, for the rest of the preseason. See, to me, that that's a mistake, and and I know that Nagy came in last year the same way, where you know you got a full house in Soldier Field, you've got a tons of people in training camp, and you want to see the starters at least for a series or two. You don't take him off the field like Chicago won the Super Bowl last year. Okay, You could do that with Tom Brady. You could do that even with Patrick Mahomes. You can't do that with an offense that's not, still not sure. You're not hiding anything. You kind of know that if it's Matt Nagy come from the Kansas City system, you know that defenses has been there and done that. They've seen it all. So you're not hiding anything. What you might be hiding is Trubisky and his lackluster play. <laughs> if nothing else, that might be what you might be hiding. But we'll, we'll see how that works. But what about special teams, though? Because everyone wants to know about the kicker and Eddie Pinheiro. You know, he says it gets a little exhausting every time you miss a kick. You're like, damn, you know. And so <laughs> he said that, yeah. and I get it, and I and I get it. But that that's really a major storyline. Chicago's got to be able to get that right for them to to make sure that they are strong on all three phases. I mean, if the if the offense is just good enough, fine. But you can't, you know, be lackluster in your special teams. 
It, will Pinheiro win the job, or is it going to be Fry? No, it's 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 too close to call if, if it's going to be either of those two. You know, I mean, the Ravens traded the kicker to the Vikings today. The Bears had interest in him. The Jets kicker just retired, so the Jets probably want a kicker. Um, there's going to be guys released. Uh, some veterans are still out there. I think so much of it will still hinge on the final three exhibition games. These games mean nothing to most of these players, the starters, except for the kickers. Now, Elliott Fry made the 43-yarder against Carolina in the first preseason game, and Pinheiro missed from 48. So if that keeps happening, then Elliott Fry will win that job unless the Bears go outside Jonathan and find somebody else. That is entirely possible. I do feel like a trendsetter, though. I think that we have started the kicker movement in the NFL where the kicker <laughs> stories are very popular. And now Minnesota and the Jets, they're stealing our thunder, if you know what I mean. So the thoughts there from J.D. and I as we got a chance to talk about uh, the Chicago Bears right here on Under the Hood with John the Hood right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Can I tell you a little something about the Illinois Media School? You may not know, Eric, but there's some good things going on with the Illinois Media School. We want you to go to this website right now. It's beonair.com. It's beonair.com. Or call this number, 630-916-1700. Because everyone's going back to school in August, right? So are you? That's a big question that's on the table. I want you to think about the broadcasting industry. I want you to think about Illinois Media School. It's one of, the, one of the only places that specializes in media and broadcasting training. Media professionals like myself work in an industry where you get a chance to meet athletes, TV personalities, vloggers, and influencers. I'm lucky enough to be able to do this every day. With one call to Illinois Media School, you can train to do what I do, graduate in as little as eight months Their instructors are industry veterans that have experience in the field, which provides an interactive learning environment. During your eight months, you have an opportunity to intern at some stations. And again, once you graduate, you could be a prospect for a job. So I want you to think about this. You're in high school, but you're not interested in college. You're in college and you don't like your major. You're in a job and you're like, I don't know if I like this very much, right? Well, I want you to think about broadcasting. If you're into news, if you're into music, if you're into DJing, if you're into YouTube, if you're into sports, this is for you. Get training at the Illinois Media School in Lombard, 630-916-1700, 630-916-1700, or go to the website, beonair.com, beonair.com is the website, Illinois Media School, where dreams meet reality. We have got Tales from the Hood And that is coming up next right here on UTH. Jonathan Hood. Cause all we trying to do is do good. Put on my hood when I walk through hoods. On ESPN 1000. What do you got there? This is your car. My car? I said a 10 second car, not a 10 minute car. Pop the hood. Pop the hood? Pop the hood. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Here we go. What about the segment Pop the Hood? You know how many people want to do that for 25 years? Say it. It's not a I mean, we could make something with that. Under the Hood is a little better, but Pop the Hood might be a, <laughs> like a little violent. Tales from the Hood is brought to you by Northwestern Football, Chicago's Big Ten team. Join Coach Fitz and the Big Ten West Division champions at Ryan Field this fall as they host Ohio State, 
Iowa and more. Season tickets on sale now at NewSports.com. NewSports.com, Tales from the Hood, stories of sports, entertainment, and everything else in between. So we've made it. Dickerson and I have made it. So I mentioned to you on Saturdays and Sundays, we're on at 3 o'clock. Chicago time right here on ESPN 1000 also on ESPNradio.com we do our national show with that Chicago flavor right so I'm watching the Dan Lebertard show it's Dugats that show you'll hear that uh, the replay of that show at 10 o'clock tonight so um, Stugatz is do, does his weekend observations and he goes through his weekend observations things he saw on the weekend or things he heard over the weekend and then this happens it is time for Stugatz to share his game notes no one in the media will tell you what happened better than my boys, too. Dan Matthew Barry, Adam Schefter, Field Yates, rankings, mock drafts, 28 consecutive hours. Dan, the fantasy football marathon is back. Antonio Brown, do me a favor. Quit. I dare you. Is it me? Or... Are Dickerson and Hood on all weekend, every weekend, on ESPN Radio? <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> what did you think when you heard that? I didn't. So I wasn't watching the show today. Yeah. You, like, And you sent me the tweet because someone brought it to your attention. <laughs> I didn't know what I was looking for. And all of a sudden... Oh, he just goes around like, oh, making the that's a big get because I I find those weekend observations every week because they put it on Twitter. Yeah, it's a good land right there getting on his his list. I've made it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Never mind about awards. Never mind about being on national radio on Sirius XM and everything else. When you're on the weekend observations from Stugatz, and as it seems to him that we're on every hour of the weekend, <laughs> yeah. maybe because we are. It just means at some point you took up space in his head and you wrote him down. <laughs> Made it. Here's what's funny. We had baseball on Saturday, right? Preempted us. We were on for two hours on Sunday. <laughs> all day. All, all weekend. <laughs> right. All weekend on two hours on Sunday. Well, it would only make sense if it's not factual coming out of studio. So. <laughs> Chicago police officer under investigation for a chauffeuring Hulk Hogan on the O'Hare tarmac. A Chicago police officer is under investigation after ex-pro wrestler Hulk Hogan brother posted a video showing the officer giving Hogan a ride on the tarmac. The three-minute video was posted on August 2nd with the caption, Thank you, Chicago PD. Much love. The video appears to show Hogan sitting in, fr- in the front seat and longtime wrestling manager Jimmy Hart in the back seat. Of course, Jimmy Hart was in the back seat. My Uber's got a siren, brother. The superintendent was furious at what he saw, by the way, as this went into internal affairs. Really? Hogan late for a flight and they're throw- and they letting him get on the tarmac? If you're that officer, totally worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. You got a great story. And and Hulk Hogan's got to stop snitching, though. Well, it's him, man. It was this Hogan. He just, he just can't help himself. I, I know. I know. He just can't help himself. He tells, I mean, it's just amazing. He, he, it was his birthday. I think last weekend. So it's almost like a birthday gift for him because he's 66. But Hogan getting a ride on the tarmac. Give me a ride on the tarmac. Can't happen. And Jimmy Hart there too? I know. That's random. I love that. In the back seat. (laughs) (laughs) Alabama man fails to hit his brakes. Crashes through a break for less store in South Carolina. Yes, an Alabama man who police said was drunk was unable to hit the brakes and crashed into a South Carolina brake shop. Of course. Jaderick, Jaderick, 
Freeman, who's 21, of Montgomery, was arrested Saturday morning after driving through a break for less in Greenville. Police said Freeman allegedly hit the hit a car before losing control of his own vehicle and crashing into the business where several more cars were damaged inside. This dude can, failed to hit his brakes and crashes into a brake store. I believe that is what we call irony, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Here's a here's a story about ESPN's A Rod, Alex Rodriguez. I'm sorry, ESPN and Fox Sports One's Alex Rodriguez. A thief smashed into baseball legend Alex Rodriguez's rental vehicle Sunday night in San Francisco, making off an estimated half million dollars worth of jewelry and electronics. A-Rod was in town broadcasting the Giants in Philadelphia Phillies game for ESPN, left his car on Brandon Street, three blocks from Oracle Park. Sometime between 9 and 11, someone broke into his car at the location, stole a camera, a laptop, miscellaneous jewelry, and a bag. $500,000 worth of goods. I mean, what, what, it was the first time in America? That's like, why is he traveling with $500,000 worth of stuff on him? I mean, come on. What does he need any of that for? And, like, why would you keep that in your car? In a rental, nonetheless, which you have no idea or tracking or any security for. I don't know if those people knew it was A-Rod's car, but the point is that A-Rod's done damage all across this country. And there's fans all across this country don't like you for what you did to their baseball team. So if someone trailed you, clown, you don't leave that kind of stuff in your car. No, and, and like, 500 grand worth of stuff, that just smells nefarious, period. Yeah. Come on, A-Rod. I mean, this is why you're with J-Lo. I know she would know better, right? You know she would, absolutely. I mean, she's Jenny from the block, for God's sake. You don't see just how wild the crowd is. You don't see just how fly my style is. Jonathan Hood. I don't see why I need a stylist. When I shot so much, I can speak Italian. On ESPN 1000. Yo, it's time for Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. On ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood, weeknights at 7 here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. We'll talk about Joe Madden and the Cubs and the Bears coming up after Sports Center. We give you Sports Center's weeknights at 7 at the tops of the hour because you want to know what the scores are. You're driving, but you can't look at your phone. That's why we have Sports Center's at the tops of the hour right here on ESPN 1000. Also, we're going to hear from Chris Bleck. I saw the schedules out for the Bulls and everybody else in the NBA. Some quality quality games especially on mlk day also on christmas day a little thanksgiving action schedule came out for the nba so i'll break it down with chris bleck right here on espn without it. i'll tell you why chris is coming on at 9 30 it's something that eric decided we'll tell you about that coming up it's kind of funny because we had a choice so bleck's coming on because he's my guy when we do our nba podcast for the love of the pod it's part of the under the hood bot podcast did you don't have a podcast no one told you i had a podcast man i just have to be the guy to inform you of everything i told you about all this other stuff that we're doing first of all we're on weeknights at seven and secondly we gotta tell you that i have a podcast under the hood with jonathan hood if you miss an episode of this program you can go to under the hood with jonathan hood you can download that podcast right into your device doesn't matter if it's SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn app, iHeartRadio. <clears throat> you can check it out. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. That's where you can find the podcast. And also, there's a lot of um, 
a lot of content there that may not, you might not hear on ESPN 1000, but you will hear on that podcast. Check it out, Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Speaking of schedules, Major League Baseball, once again, the I Love Lucy of sports, always behind the time. You know why I call it I Love Lucy of sports? Maybe I should explain that. I should whiteboard that for you. I Love Lucy. doesn't matter if you're young or old. You have seen an episode at least once of I Love Lucy. It's something where you stop and you see it. And it's like, oh, there's Lucy being crazy again. It's a classic television show. That's what baseball is. It's a classic. It's just classic numbers. And, you know, and that's what it is. Baseball continues to be behind the times. Baseball decided to put out their schedule for 2020 just like the NBA. Why? <laughs> Why would you do it the same day as the NBA? So weird. So Eric showed me the schedule, right, for the White Sox in March and April. Check out, check this out, White Sox fans. You ready for this? In on March 26th, that's when the season starts, at guaranteed rate against Kansas City. The day off, and then Saturday against Kansas City, and then Sunday the 29th against Kansas City at home. Then on the road for three against Cleveland, against Boston on the 2nd of April, off day, and then Boston. That's their I guess that's their opening day. Three against Boston. Back home against Seattle, 6th, 7th, and 8th. Take on Minnesota, 10th, 11th, and 12th at home. Three against Kansas City at Kauffman. Four against Texas at home. Kansas City for three at home. That's 20th through the 22nd of April. Then the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th, uh, off day, and then at Colorado for two on April 28th and 29th. You have three, like, like four warm weather city, you know, four warm weather games. In Los Angeles. The rest of them are cold. How many games will the Sox get through in March and April? They're going to be like four and five by the end of April. <laughs> but all these games, they're going to be canceled. It makes no sense. No sense for them to have all these home games. And then if they're traveling, they're going to Seattle or Minnesota. Opening day, March 26th against Kansas City. It's going to be five feet of or five feet, five inches of snow in the outfield. Like, <laughs> it's unbelievable. What in the hell? All this optimism for the Sox in 2020. You want to see them, but they can't play because they're they're going to be playing in snow and rain and sleet. Great job again, Major League Baseball. The first warm weather game against the Los Angeles Angels on April 23rd in Anaheim. The rest of it is in Boston, Cleveland, and Kansas City. Tremendous. And Colorado, by the way. Yeah, your five feet of snow theory? Yeah, that'll be against Colorado. Yeah. Cash moves everything around me. Green, get the money. Dollar, dollar, bill, y'all. Cash moves everything around me.